0: Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Feliz Año Nuevo y bienvenido al episodio 53. Welcome to episode 53 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. We just wrapped up our five-part series on how to set effective goals that will motivate you to achieve Spanish fluency. I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to our goal-setting series if you haven't already, starting with episode 48, Como Establecer Metas Efectivas de Aprendizaje de Español, How to Set Effective Spanish Learning Goals. So this series, as you may know by now, is bilingual, so each episode is in both Spanish and English, but it really gives you some tools uh, some tricks and tips on how you can set effective goals in 2020 so you can make this year the year that you finally become fluent in Spanish. Now, since I started the Goal Setting Series, I've received several messages from listeners that feel just a little stuck with their Spanish and need help with their next steps. So in this episode, I'll be doing a Q&A format and answering some of their questions in hopes that it might also help you as well. Now, before we get started, I just want to let you know that we will be kicking off the year 2020 with a Spanish Language Challenge. If you're a member of our Facebook group, you may have already seen the announcement about the challenge. But if you're not and you want to join us for our 2020 Spanish Language Challenge, click the link in the show description or just go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash challenge. That's LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash challenge and you'll be able to participate in our free five-day speak spanish now challenge now this is a fun way to kick off the year and get re-energized and recommitted to speaking spanish fluently each day during the challenge you'll have a new fun activity to get you speaking the language and i'll also be giving away a few prizes throughout the week so if you want to join us for the speak spanish now five-day challenge go to learn slash challenge to sign up now let's get on with the q a so the first question i'll be answering is from james so i'll read his message first and then i'll give some guidance on how he can move forward and hopefully you might find something in uh, James's situation that uh, you relate to and something that may help you as well. All right. So James sent me a message that says, hi, Tamara. Thanks for making available your podcast and other language learning tools. You're very welcome. De nada. Uh, he says, I'm married to a fluent Spanish speaker and I live in Mexico. I still have a very limited vocabulary and I have not graduated into, let alone past the basics. I've tried an app and I probably only used it for five or six months during our travels and not in a very disciplined way at that. I've had mixed groups to my home with Spanish and English speakers where we attempt to improve one another's conversational skills. I still struggle with which ending of a verb is used for which situation. I feel trapped at home and rarely venture out without my wife. I lean on her for understanding far too much I know. Many tell me she is my worst enemy when it comes to learning. Oddly, I have a great recollection for some things, but other things just don't seem to imprint to memory. I find writing helps, as does lots of repetition. I need help, but I'm not sure what method to subscribe to. There are a lot of ways to learn. I tried to listen to one of your podcasts, and my eyes just glaze over. What would you suggest? Needing to Express, James. Okay, so... Um, in a few follow-up messages with James, he also mentioned that he spent a week at a formal language school, and he found that helpful. And he also said that the app that he used um, had some uh, features that he found really frustrating, um, and that weren't very helpful for him. So, I just wanted to mention that um, in the follow-up. So, I want to address. There's a couple things um, in James's message, and I also, um, you know, some of you might resonate with some of the things he said. But the, the first thing I want to say to James and anyone else that feels stuck like this with your Spanish is that I definitely understand where you're coming from. It can be overwhelming with all the options available for learning Spanish uh, and it can feel like you're just spinning your wheels. So, but because there are so many options, I would say there's no reason to spend time using an app that frustrates or bores you. So if you're not able to get the support you need to use that properly, or if it's just not working for you and you don't like the approach, then try something else. Now, it's going to take some trial and error and some experimentation on your part to find out what works for you. I'd recommend, though, just trying one thing at a time. Stick with it for at least two to four weeks to see how the approach is working for you. Now, James mentioned that writing, repetition, and taking a class are things that he's done in the past that he's found useful. So definitely do more of the things that you found helpful before uh, and eliminate the things that are time wasters. So next, James mentioned that he's married to a fluent Spanish speaker, um, and he even mentioned that he feels like uh, his wife is is a, an impediment, right, to him uh, actually uh, learning because he leans on her. Uh, and I want to say, um, listening or reading over James's message, it made me think about uh, talking to Tracy uh, and Devin in our episode about traveling to Cuba and Cuban Spanish, and. Uh, you know, Tracy, uh, the husband, he mentioned that um, when he's in Cuba with Devin, who is a fluent Spanish speaker, um, that it is much more difficult for him to go out on his own and that he relies on his wife a lot. So this is a very similar conversation that I had with Devin and Tracy um, in our episode about traveling to Cuba. And one of the things that Tracy said that I think that will also help James is that he said that he had to force himself to go out without his wife. So when they were in Cuba, he would uh, actually go out and venture out on his own. And he would have to do things like, oh, it's time to go to the to grocery store. So I have to now figure out how to, you know, navigate this on my own without uh, my, my wife there uh, to sort of help or save me. Uh, so that's one thing I would definitely recommend that uh, James that you try to do as well. Um, you're living in Mexico. So I definitely recommend, you know, go out on your own, make it a point to have that time that you go out on a regular basis on your own um, so that you are not relying on um, your partner to navigate those situations and sort of uh, be be that savior, right, or that life vest (laughs) uh, for you. Um, It's really important because when you know a fluent Spanish speaker or you're married to one, especially in a relationship, um, it's, it's funny because people think that that's just your ticket to fluency. It's like, oh, just get a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife or, you know, a good friend that speaks Spanish fluently and you'll just sort of pick up the language. Um, and I really don't know where that advice comes from. <laughs> I know people used to tell me that all the time um, and it definitely just is not true. One thing that um, across the board I have found to be the case is that no matter, um, no matter what the dynamics are in your relationship, right, like some couples may find it more um, difficult than others to sort of be in that space where one partner is trying to teach or assist the other with something like learning a language, which is, uh, you know, again, can be more difficult for some people than others. Um, while there are different relationship dynamics at play that can make that more or less difficult for some couples across the board, your partner is not going to be your teacher, you know, so I have to say that again, your partner is not your language teacher. Even if they do that as a profession, or even if they are a teacher or feel like they're good at teaching, I haven't really met a couple that the one person exclusively learned the language from their partner, okay? Uh, that being said, um, I would definitely lean on your partner for some help and assistance when you have questions uh, and and maybe even for some conversation practice. But the bottom line is that you're going to have to venture out on your own and you're going to have to make a deliberate, conscious decision to do so. So definitely go out on your own to try to do some of the things day to day. Since you're already living in a Spanish speaking country, um, you just have to make the decision and make the time. And I would say schedule it on the calendar. Um, Find an activity that you can do without your wife. Now, some of the things that uh, you could try besides just sort of normal day-to-day things like going to the store and just taking care of business on your own um, is you can look for uh, a meetup, right? So I know um, in a lot of countries, they may have meetups where there's expats or just meetups for language learners in general that want to practice language. Um, And you can look to see if, um, check the meetup.com site or even check um, Facebook to find some Facebook groups where you can find people who are Spanish learners um, that are living in your area that you can go to these meetups and sort of have more casual conversations. And I think that you'll find that a lot more helpful. James mentioned sort of trying to uh, also host events where you would have Spanish and English speakers trying to help each other. Um, And I think that's great. I think having those types of informal situations is great, but I think that what, what tends to happen is that it's really hard to get in the time that you need, one, when you're trying to organize something, and two, when you're trying to provide time for people to speak both Spanish and English, that's not the most efficient way to get in some great conversation practice to improve your uh, fluency and proficiency in Spanish. So what I would say is look for a group that, again, is a meetup specifically designed for that. Um, Look for other conversation partners that you can practice with outside of your, um, your partner and your friends. So um, a good way to do that. I've mentioned before on uh, this podcast, there's a site called ITalki. Um, it's italki.com where you can actually find uh, both conversation partners and tutors uh, that speak Spanish that can help you sort of clean up some of the mistakes and just get comfortable with speaking the language. Uh, some people find it more difficult to talk to strangers. Some people find it easier because they don't, they're do not they not afraid of making a mistake in front of a stranger. Um, and especially if it's someone uh, like a tutor who you can find pretty inexpensive online or even, you know, for James, you're in Mexico. You can, I'm sure, find a tutor um, that lives locally that you can meet up with in person at maybe a coffee shop or a cafe once a week, twice a week, uh, whatever works for your schedule. Um, but find someone that you can talk to on a regular basis that can help you Feel comfortable with the language and correct your mistakes. Uh, your partner's not the best person in my experience and what I've seen, not the best person to serve in that role for you. Okay, so branch out on your own without your wife. I mean, you've admitted that you said that you feel like she's a crutch, so it's you're the one that's going to have to make that decision Uh, to move forward on your own. And that goes for anyone who has a partner who is a native Spanish speaker. I know that person probably wants you to speak Spanish, so they will probably support you if you let them know I'm making this a priority. I'm going to need to spend 30 minutes twice a week without you and go out and actually work on improving my Spanish proficiency. Um, I'm sure that your partner would love that because I'm sure they uh, support you in your efforts to uh, improve your Spanish. So definitely make that decision to branch out on your own. Um, The last thing I would say is, you know, James has mentioned this, and I've heard other people get really hung up with grammar, right? He says, oh, I'm, you know, worrying about, you know, which verb conjugations work in which situations. And I really want to say, just like I mentioned in the last episode where I talked about grammar mastery and how to set easy grammar goals, do not get caught up in those large charts of AR verbs and ER verbs and how to uh, conjugate each verb in a hundred different ways. Like it's not necessary. Uh, Instead, focus on uh, practicing speaking Spanish in different contexts. So that way the grammar will naturally come up um, in a situation where you need it. So for example, you might want to set a goal to Uh, Be able to just have, you know, small talk, right? So you want to be able to talk about things like how was your day, what your plans are for the weekend, Um, what you are going to do for vacation, right? Um, That will dictate that you'll need to learn, one, the past tense, right, to talk about things that you did over the weekend. You'll have to learn the future tense to talk about your future plans. Um, and, And that's really it. I mean, if you spend that time just sort of randomly learning vocabulary without the context, your brain is not really going to commit it to memory and what's going to happen is you'll do what what uh, James has mentioned is that you're going to be constantly trying to conjugate verbs in your head while you're speaking uh, and that just doesn't make for a very fluent conversation. right? So instead of approaching it as I need to learn grammar, think about it in terms of the context of what you'll be using the language and the things that you want to talk about. So for anyone that's, that's uh, going after conversational Spanish in a more informal setting, then you'll want to be able to talk about the things that you talk about in English with friends and family. So some of those common things you just want to practice, speaking in those different contexts, like I mentioned talking about, oh, this is what I did last weekend. Uh, This is where I'm going on vacation. These are my plans for this weekend coming up. Just very basic mundane things, even talking about the weather. Um, Those very basic things, if you want to be good at talking about them, you have to practice. And naturally, the grammar that you need will arise in those conversations. And if you're working one-on-one with a tutor or a conversation partner, that person can help you sort of iron out some of your mistakes and and help you sound more natural speaking Spanish. Okay, so I definitely recommend that you just don't think about verb conjugations in that way and think about what do I want to be able to communicate and what grammar do I need to help me? It's a tool to help you express yourself, right? It's not the end-all and be-all. So approach it from a more practical standpoint, stop thinking about uh, conjugating verbs while you're speaking and just get more comfortable with speaking about different topics in different contexts. And you'll find that it's a lot easier uh, to attack grammar because you're not gonna be thinking about it um, in such a robotic way, right? So it's gonna be a lot more natural if you approach it that way. So as a brief review for James and anyone else out there who has a similar feeling to him right now with your Spanish, is one no trial and error you know try something out for at least two to four weeks see what works for you if it doesn't work for you then move on to um, another solution right uh the next thing is anyone out there like James who has uh was married to or is in relationship with a fluent Spanish speaker that person is not going to be your teacher so go out on your own find other conversation partners connect with a tutor Uh, someone that you can speak to on a regular basis uh, and let your partner know that this is one of your goals and that you are really trying to improve your Spanish uh, and hopefully they will support you in that effort. Uh, Go out on your own and try to do some things if you're living, especially if you're living in a Spanish-speaking country. Don't be one of those expats that always speaks English, right? Try to actually go out and challenge yourself. Go to the grocery store, uh, go to the movies, go, you know, try to pay the uh, utility bill, whatever it is that you have to do in day-to-day life. If you're living in or even visiting a Spanish-speaking country, take those opportunities while you're there to go and venture out on your own and make those mistakes. Uh, That's the only way that uh, you will really improve your Spanish. And lastly, don't worry about the grammar too much. Uh, Focus on speaking about different topics in different contexts and the grammar will come to you naturally. That's going to wrap it up for our Q&A episode. Uh, so we were able to address three different questions there in the message from James, and I hope that you all found that helpful. Uh, I will be doing a few more Q&A episodes like this, uh, because I have some more questions that I want to get to. Uh, So I'll be doing that and also sharing with you some of the coaching calls I've had. So I did put out there the call for anyone that wanted a free coaching session to assess their Spanish level. So a few people have been uh, gracious enough to give me permission to share those calls with you. So I'll be also sharing some of that um, on the podcast as well, uh, just so you can get a sense of what happens in a coaching session. And also, um, again, I think hearing other people's uh, questions um, and issues and what they're struggling with can really help uh, when you're also learning because you may be struggling with some of the same things uh, or just get some new ideas on how you can uh, get fluent that much faster. If you want to join us for the five-day Speak Spanish Now Challenge to kick off the year 2020 Speaking Spanish right away, make sure that you sign up at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash challenge. The challenge will start on Monday, January 6th, so make sure you are signed up. Again, learn Spanish con forward slash challenge. If you want to participate, uh, we will be kicking off on Monday. Um, If you're listening to this after Monday, January 6th, um, but it's before Friday, the 10th, you can still sign up and participate in the five day challenge, Uh, but it will uh, be over on Friday, January 10th. So if you're listening to this after that, no worries. Uh, There will be opportunities in the future for you to participate um, in some more challenges and more fun activities. Uh, Just make sure you uh, sign up for our Facebook group. Uh, There's a link in the show description, uh, or you can just search for Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast community uh, in Facebook, and you will be able to join our group so that you can um, ask questions, meet other Spanish learners, and also um, be aware of all of our future challenges um, and activities that we have coming up in the community. All right. So that is it for me. Um, As always, I hope that something that you heard in today's episode has taken you one step closer from beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to The Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at learnspanishconsalsa.com.